going to get into the Freaky Ooh. Andy Podcast. Freaky Andy Podcast. Woo, Seuss, that was good. You know what? I've gotten a lot of bad reviews about our singing. Oh, can <laughs> I don't even care. Uh-huh. Let them complain. Okay, we won't even do it. We won't even do it. Fine. 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 No. Be that way. We won't talk about the Brain Candy Podcast. We won't talk about the best kind of podcast. <laughs> we won't talk about my kind of podcast or your kind of podcast or our kind of podcast or any kind of podcast. We are going to call a listener today. Yes. And find out if Sarah has inherited her mother's gift mm-hmm. for well, extrasensory perception, mm-hmm. psychics to you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, here's the thing is like if I if I'm good right. and I get it, mm-hmm. I will attribute that to my knowledge of the human condition and how to uh cater what I say to elicit the right response from the participant. Mm-hmm. But I bet any psychic out there would be like, Oh, see, she's psychic. Well, my mom's definitely gonna go, Well, this proves it, you're psychic. Well, you, your mom claims that you have the gift. She does. Okay, just to back up, Sarah's mom is a psychic woman. Yes. Practicing psychic. Yeah, that's what Makes she does living. for her job. Yes. She's also been utilized by different law enforcement right. agencies to find missing people successfully. Right. She's so found what's them. that about? What's it about? What's I it don't about? Know. What's it about? I don't know. And neither does anybody else, apparently. Do you think your mother is... Psychic. Or is anyone psychic? See, that's that's the thing. It's like I feel like maybe I get hung up on the word mm-hmm. psychic. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there is an energy that we can tap into. And I feel like the thing that proves that on a very uh, 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 – on a level that I think a lot of people can understand – is when you're a mother and you have a dream that something happened to your child or that your child had a nightmare and then the child says, oh, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I had a nightmare and they were right. Or twins who have a feeling about the other twin. Like there's something there yeah. that I think maybe some people are just more in tune with or attuned to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a radio. And, if you, and I think it's a skill that you can hone. Yeah. Do you, you know? think that you, are, you have that? I think anybody who's empathetic and has high levels of empathy. Mm-hmm. And I almost think you can measure it. You know, now all these new studies are coming out on the vagus nerve and all of this new, it's in like a, a newly discovered and newly researched part of the sympathetic nervous system that's almost an emotional, not almost, is an emotional nerve. Yeah. It's system. crazy. It's pretty cool. It's Super cool, and I'm super into it. And not just, I, it's one thing where I feel like I have to come on here and talk about it because it is the buzzword at yeah, my school right now. Yeah. I just was reading about it in a book I got. It's crazy how it's yeah. now everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people are like, this is something. Well, yeah. And in the book, I hope to interview this author, so I won't say what the book is, but it's about meditation. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how you can stimulate that. And I am into it. Suze, I'm so into it. Right. And all these studies, like this is why I, I'm super into the, bin, how do you say it? Binaural beats. 
B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so sound technology or sound therapies is also a newly emerging science. Well, not, can't really say it's newly emerging. It's been there for freaking ever. Newly popular. Newly, newly popularized, right? Yeah. I think, we're, I think the, the, the theoretical basic understanding of it is now matching up with newer science and things are, are we're kind of like bridging that gap between the two. So in 1893, this German guy named Henrik Dove created, found these beats and they're basically the frequency that your brain vibrates at. Your brain has a frequency and there are different kinds of waves. We know them as like delta waves, theta waves, gamma waves, and then, oh gosh, what's the last one? I'll have to look and see what it is. But we can, it's, your brain vibrates at a different frequency uh, in different levels of consciousness. So like mm-hmm. when you're asleep, in REM cycle, when you have high anxiety. So these are beats that you play and you can find them on YouTube. You put, they, they, you have to use uh, headphones that have two different, um, you know, like one in one ear, one in the other. What do you even call Inputs? that? Inputs? Yeah. Like you can't just be playing it from a stereo. You have to have it inside your ear because it has to be separate what your left ear hears and what your right ear hears. We'll have like ear Adam hears. just like later edit yes. in the answer. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Right. Of what it's going to be. So what happens is it plays a, a tune of one frequency in one ear and one that's a slightly different frequency in the other ear. And what that does is your brain naturally balances itself. So your brain will overcompensate with the difference. So if your brain is naturally vibrating at say 50 Hertz and you listen to something that's 200 in one ear and 210 in the other ear, your brain will compensate for that extra 10 Hertz and it will drop the frequency that your brain is vibrating at down to 40. Hmm. So you can control your own anxiety. And they've even gone so far as to come up with the perfect song to reduce anxiety. Oh my God. Scientifically proven to reduce anxiety by 60%, 65% in women, so much so that they don't recommend you listen to it while driving. The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what is it? That's so great. Okay, so there's a whole list of 10 of them, but this one that's the most uh, effective is called Weightlessness or Weightless, Weightless by Marconi Union. Really? It's eight minutes long. It's the perfect song for relaxation, proven to reduce anxiety, proven to increase melatonin by 97.77%. Reduce it. Incre- increase your melatonin. Oh. Reduce anxiety by 65%. Increase your melatonin, which is what cool. puts you to sleep, 97.7%. Dang. Isn't that great? I mean, the gambler's pretty good too, though. It is. It is. One of the uh, number four on the list of top 10 most relaxing songs is Enya. Oh, I love Enya. Right? Watermark by Enya. Right. I mean, that bitch is Mm -hmm. in touch with something. Relaxing. (laughs) That's what she's in touch with. Yes. You know what relaxes me? I bet you're going to say clear skin. (laughs) Yes. Having clear skin. Super relaxing. Anxiety reducing. Well, it actually is. It is. Because I'll tell you what, when I don't have clear skin, it is not a happy experience. And I found an answer for me, which is called BioClarity. And I talk about it a lot because I really, 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 really love it. And I wanted you guys to try it. It's a three-step acne system um, that I use every single day. And it's got ingredients that are simultaneously soothing but effective. 
So they don't make your skin red. A lot of people have sensitive skin Mm -hmm. and they don't want, you know, abrasive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but then some of the soothing products that I've tried, they just don't do the job. And this is a combination of both of those really awesome things. So I wanted to give you guys an offer. If you go to bioclarity.com, you can get your first month for $9.95, which is a $20 saving plus free shipping if you use our code BRAINCANDY, just for our listeners. And um, if you do, let us know how much you love it, risk-free. It's amazing. I hope it works just as well for you as it has for me. But I'm sorry, I just, you know... I think that's actually part of it. I mean, because for real, I uh, my one of my New Year's resolutions was to have a nighttime routine because I think it stimulates sleep. You're prepping your body for sleep, so I've been focusing on the skincare routine at night. How is that going with your routine thingy? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because you got to focus on it, you know. And I feel like now that I've learned all this stuff about, you know, balancing brain weight. Ever since we read that book on stress for the book club. And the importance of dreams, and then simultaneously hearing all this stuff about the vagus nerve, it is... It all works together. Totally. It's like opened my mind up to all these new things that we already knew, but we don't really practice enough. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, new year, new you. Exactly. I'm for it. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you're talking about all this jazz about relaxing and stuff. I love it. But we'll, we'll... We'll call the listener later to find mm-hmm, out if you're a psychic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll gear up because mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Do you think, what is your hypothesis? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, um, I what think What if you're they, the psychic one? <laughs> I mean, I think we both are people who are um, very aware of others. You are for sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. You don't think you're good at it? Well, no, I, I think I am oh, too. okay. Think, you were just being generous. <laughs> no, I'm saying I think people wouldn't think or maybe, you know, they know, oh, yeah, the future therapist, she's real empathetic. Oh, right. But people don't even, well, maybe they do because now they're like longtime listeners. But you have a way of connecting to people. And also, I bet people say to you all the time, I've never told anybody this, but. <laughs> I sure hope so because yeah. I love those. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think I've. I would be pretty good at it, but I don't think I'm psychic or anything. And that's the thing. It's like, is it just intuition? And like you said, something you can really develop. I think you can learn. We've been to see John Edward. Yes. We also got a private reading with him where um, it was a lot of fun and he had a lot of insight about people coming forward. That mm-hmm. was like, I think it's hilarious because of our reactions. We're, we're so um, expressive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? that isn't. Oh, my God, they're here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes I've experienced psychics where I'm like, you are a dud. Really? Yes, Have I met this one. No, but sometimes they come up to me. Like, I, the, this guy came up what? to me at a party, and he's a famous one. I won't say his name because I've heard him on other podcasts and oh stuff. Oh, my gosh, Sis. He came up to me at a party and he's like, would you like a reading? I'm like, hell yeah, I want yeah, a reading. And he was like, you have a daughter, don't you? I'm like, no, but like, he's a gender non-conforming yeah. person, I hope. I was like, no, but he does have pink tennis right, shoes. Right, there you go. And he was like, oh, that's it. Does he, is he a fe- feminine energy? And I'm like, oh, no. man. In fact, he's the most masculine child oh. you've ever had. But it went on and on. 
And um, there were certain things that were, it was almost cringeworthy. Oh, no. So I just started going along with it because it was hilarious. You know what? That's been my experience with psychics as well. Right. And they were But like, sometimes it's good. It was not right at all. Don't you love when they're right, though? Yeah. Well, that's what I feel like. That's kind of my prediction is that people who are going to psychics want so badly to know the right answer that there's like a confirmation bias. I just think that's funny. You just made a prediction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> even realize we'll I see. mean technically all hypotheses all hypotheses are good point p- predictions about what, what you will think happen. based on the information that you have That's really and so funny. a psychic may just say that they have more information than <clears throat> the everyday person right okay well I wanted to talk about something else which is kind of related to what you were talking about with the Vegas it's a funny name is that how it really is? V-A-G-U-S. Yeah. Well, uh, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a video about animals sleeping. Did you see it? <gasps> no. And it was um, just a video where you they talk about which animals sleep a lot who, you know, and which don't. And I wanted to see if you could guess, just uh-huh, for funsies, uh-huh, uh-huh. which animal needs the least amount of sleep that we know of. That needs the least amount... Because I would have never guessed. ...of sleep. Okay. It's going to be an animal that has a really fast metabolism. And I would say it's going to be like a hummingbird or something that that is that spends little time resting to begin that, with. This is why this is the craziest-ass answer ever. It is the opposite of a hummingbird. It what? is an elephant. What? Wait, wait needs the least... My answer was going to be the farthest thing from an elephant. <laughs> That's why when you said hummingbird, I'm like, I, was, I, I mean, couldn't think of it. That doesn't really it's match crazy. what. Huh. So here's what I've learned. Dude. Dude. So first of all, they sleep standing up. So it was hard okay. for researchers to even know, like, are they asleep or what's going on? They don't even have kneecaps. So they gave them like the essentially Fitbits <laughs> made on their, tr- <laughs> I think it was on their trunk uh-huh. to, to register movement and stuff. And they clocked in that they only slept two hours a day and not even all at once, like just in like 15-minute bursts. And sometimes they would go days without sleeping. What happens to their brain? That's what is the mystery because let's say you pull an all-nighter. You can do it, but you suffer for it. Seriously suffer. And it's almost like drunk driving if you were to take behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. And. This did not happen for elephants. Okay. And so scientists are trying to figure out what they're do what is their workaround? Because they clearly have one. Yeah. Yes, they do. So the things that I've learned about why we need sleep. And this is talked about in the video. Yes. Resetting your brain. Yep. Clearing toxins. Consolidation of memories. And that's the third one, yeah. And the frontal lobe shuts off. So I wonder if there's something about an elephant where they either have an overactive frontal lobe or an underactive frontal lobe. And if it were overactive, then that means that they are very emotional creatures. And now we need to look into that because... Well, that's the funny thing. And is, they're social. What's oh. the stereotype about elephants? They remember everything. They have uh-huh. really good memories. And we've seen... Oh my God, this is like full circle. I was just talking to my brother. We were talking about... There's this new research about PTSD and how it's transferred through generations and how there can be a genetic oh, like uh uh and they're seeing it in elephants with PTSD from the Vietnam War. 
Are you kidding me right now? No, I'm not. How they're attacking their their more attacks on humans and more attacks. And there are researchers who are saying that they're they're citing PTSD in elephants. They're like they have I shell can't shock. Even. That is. Do you know where you read that? I want to read that. Yeah, I'll get it from my brother. But I bet I bet if we were to just Google PTSD and elephants, it would right. come up because <laughs> this is really a thing that that he had seen and I had seen independently You're of each like, other. Susie, there's this thing now called <laughs> Google <laughs> where you can find almost anything you want. Because that's yeah, really it says fascinating. Elephants suffer from a PTSD-like condition. African elephants suffer from a condition similar to post-traumatic stress disorders in a new study. And it's right on site. Wait a minute. How the heck? Oh, so you're saying these are elephants that weren't even alive during the Correct. war. That's crazy. Correct. I'm dying. Yeah. So there's something going on with these elephants. There's, there's something here. And Oh, yeah. Elef- the 12 facts <laughs> oh. that will make you change the way you see elephants. Oh, my so, God. Hmm. All right. Well, good to know. <laughs> Susie and I are quitting the Brain Cannon podcast to become zoologists. You can find us in Africa exploring that's, elephants. That's why I'm so grateful for all the people that do science because, yeah. you know, in whatever field they love, because then we get to reap these benefits and find out. They do all the hard work. In fact, I tweeted the other day to this woman who I saw on this show called Dino Hunt that uh-huh. Adam and Lincoln were watching, and she was so fun. And like our kind of gal. Yes. And she is a PhD student in archaeology, I guess, or whatever it is. And yes. I was like, I bet you... she also loves Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> she probably From does. From Jurassic Park. I know it. And she was just like real funny about self deprecating, like, because she had to climb up this hill and she like kept tripping. And I was like, I like her. Yes. But she was doing what she loved. And I tweeted to her from our brain candy account, like, you got to come on the show. And she said, oh. yes. Don't you have a lot oh of questions gosh. for her? I am fangirling and I don't even know her <laughs> right now. She already seems like a badass bitch. Yeah, she is. And she's just like a hoot. And like, I love people who are just themselves, yeah. you know, because per- in my personality, I am, but not in the like looks. I'm like slapping on makeup <laughs> before I even take my kid to work. I love people that are just themselves. Mm-hmm. And she seems like she's so real. That's great. Yeah. So we'll have her on. But the point being that these scientists that like do awesome work, but it's a lot and it's probably boring a lot of the time. And then we just hear the punchlines, you well, know? And that I think it's under a pre, this is like their life work that they, and you and I are sitting here going, oh my God, this has so many, uh, implications, implications. and we're, and I think a lot of times they see it, but you know, they're only focused on their one specific field of study. So it's awesome to have a show like this where we get to kind of pull all those ideas together and say, hey, what about this cool person? What about this cool person? And kind of like, you know, connect the dots in a yeah. fun way. Well, and I, I loved, like I said, that she was all natural, but since I'm not, I <laughs> use Birchbox. Hey, everybody needs their tricks of the trade. <laughs> I'm sure she has a few, to- few tools in her archaeologist toolbox, That's too. That's true. Uh-huh. And Birchbox is a really fun beauty subscription where you get samples tailored to your skin, hair, and style preferences sent to you each month. And they're a mix of mainstream brands and indie brands. And the company just wanted to make... They wanted to disrupt the beauty industry because they felt like a lot of women were being ignored. Like if you're just a casual beauty consumer who wants to look cute, but you're not obsessed with it, you don't have time to whatevs, then this is a great service for you. And they're offering our listeners 20% off a purchase of $30 or more site-wide, which is nice, and 
Or you could choose the three-month subscription, which would only be 24 bucks, by going to birchbox.com slash braincandy and using our code braincandy. So you can get a nice gift for somebody or yourself, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, whatevs, and, um, and enjoy that. But I just to speak again about like people on Twitter and like the scientist things. So I saw this thread. I should find it and send it to yes. you because you would die. And this woman. You should always send me those. Well, you're not on that much. And I know you get a lot of notifications. I don't want to clog up the. I just want to text it. Oh, just text straight it. to me. <laughs> just give me the good stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Give me the goods. Well, in this case. Somebody had put up a chart showing like extinct species and their sizes in comparison to like us now and how like back in the day they had like rats that were like huge. Yeah. And it was just fun, whatever. And they included the, is there something called not a, maybe not a mastodon, but like a megalodon. Okay. Definitely is a megalodon. Mm -hmm. Is it something Mm -hmm. in the ocean? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Whatever it was, I think Because Mastodon called... is on land. Yeah. Megalodon, I think, is the one that looks like a fish shark thing, like a shark whale combo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But also like a dinosaur, but also kind of like a brontosaurus. Okay. Underwater. Yes. It's a, that's it. It is. It's okay. a Megalodon. Okay. And this woman- With a big long neck? Uh, yeah. Kind of just like a scary shark Okay. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> this... I'm trying to paint a visual image for our <laughs> listeners. This lady out of nowhere was like- uh, too bad they are not extinct. Okay. What? And someone was like, ma'am, they are. And she's like, oh, except for the pictures I saw. And they're like, can you show us the proof of the megalodons that have been extinct for millions of years? How you have photographic evidence. And, um, she's like, I don't have the pictures or anything. So then there's this huge thread where she's in being engaged by apparently unbeknownst to her, the field's top scientists <laughs> in uh, oceanog- oceanography mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And they're like trying to be nice about it, but being like, we can assure you this. Anim- Who else is picturing Ross from Friends talking to her right now? <laughs> Anybody else? Because that's me. They were so nice until she was like, uh, do your research. No. Yes. And they were like, oh, um, And they're, he, the guy goes, ma'am, you are speaking to two of the field's top researchers. We have spent our life researching this oh, stuff. Is that just what everybody at the top of the academic like field has to this go through? This is the problem with democratizing information. Oh, no. You know, where like every opinion is uh, equally weighed. And it's what is those those coffee mugs that say don't don't replace your go- ability to Google search th- something for my PhD. <laughs> These poor souls. Yeah. And then then finally the guy goes, you know what? I didn't realize this was what I'm dealing with. I'm going to have to bow out of this conversation. Oh. It was so awesome. I'm curious as to what photos she's referring to. There are some on the internet that have, you know, like Uh the the doctored ones where people make them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For funsies. But then this woman thinks that she said... Like they've oh, done with the mermaids. No. She thinks that it's a government conspiracy. Oh, no. uh, but you know what is a government conspiracy? Okay. <laughs> UFOs. Because that shit's real. And we all know it is now. Did you see those videos? Yeah. Okay, Suze. Come on. Why aren't we talking about how UFOs are real? Why are you yelling Because uh, I'm just like shocked that they're... Uh, this is like not even an arguable thing now. I mean... Suze. Well, it's a UFO, which means it's unidentified. 
I know, but like, what are you saying is not? Did you see the video where they were like, "What the? F- that is that what I think it is? Yeah, it is." And the, yeah, I mean, so, it's something. I'm just saying that there's like space technology out there and weird shit and like. Well, I think you're right about that. Yeah. But it doesn't scare me except for when I think about that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing and think, oh, Uh-oh. they're smarter what than us. What do you us. mean? Well, just how I said Oh, about like the ant thing? Like even if they're 1% smarter oh, than us, right. it's like us compared to a, a, a gorilla. Monkey. Oh, Lord. And then they're going to come and just okay. take over. And also how <laughs> stupid do we seem that we're like mean to other animals? Because yeah, when the tables are turned, we're going to be really... Wishing that we all had memberships to PETA. Right? Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, don't, but... No, no, no. But it's, yeah, it's kind of a freaky thing. Yeah. So, uh... Any hoodles. <laughs> before the world ends. Um, oh, man. I read an article, and I wanted you to know your opinion. Yeah. It's about how... Do you know when you're in a business setting... Mm-hmm. And let's say you're wrapping it up and maybe it's like even a social setting, but it's work people. Yeah. And all the men say goodbye by shaking hands. Mm-hmm. And then the, the women have to hug. Then they have to hug the men. Yeah. The what men, the heck is up with that? This is what I want to know. I always stick the hand out. No, you don't. Always a hundred percent of the time. And also I do it especially forceful if I'm with a group of men that I feel like are part of the fucking white man patriarchy that's like trying to keep me down and think that they're like deserving of everything. I give them the most aggressive handshake. Like I want to hurt them. Don't any of them come to you though with arms stretched? I already stick out. I stick out the hand. And you don't budge? No, nope, not budging. Why? Because then they feel like the idiot. Oh. I am that. I have a reputation though. Really? Well, I have a reputation at the golf, at the uh, tennis. What is it? The tennis. Uh, I think I talked about it on here before when the guy called me, told me, oh, that's so cute. When I hit the ball or served it or something, he's like, oh, it's so cute. And he kept calling me like sweetie or whatever. And I mm-hmm. said, excuse me, come to the center of the net, please. <laughs> I said, would you call any of the men that you had lessons with cute when they hit the ball? Well, here's a funny thing. Yeah. This woman, um, and I'm going to pull up her name while I tell you this story because I want to attribute it to her. She wrote a story on medium.com. Mm-hmm. Like she published an essay, an article and, um, Oh no. She would, cause there's all this talk of like men being like, we don't know what we're allowed to do and at work anymore. Do what you do with the dude. Well, not only that, but she, her name is Anne Victoria Clark and you should follow her on uh, Twitter at Anne oh, V I will. Clark right now. And she said, whenever you're in a position where you're at work, or in a work situation, and you don't know whether what you're doing is appropriate to do to a woman, pretend like that woman is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes! Not just a man, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You would never hug The Rock. Right, and maybe you would, but only in certain situations. Correct, if The Rock looked like he needed a hug. Yeah, and um, you you wouldn't mansplain to The Rock. Oh, fuck no. And you wouldn't... You wouldn't make the rock go get coffee. You wouldn't condescend to the rock. Mm-mm. Right? Mm. So whenever you wonder, well, what should I do? Just pretend like it's the rock. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, the way I heard the about it is that... doesn't want to see your penis. Who's the guy from Key and Peele who didn't write Get Out? Oh, not Key. Jordan. 
key. Yeah. He went on The View and told this anecdote, the rock thing. Don't tell me. And did not <gasps> attribute it to her. Oh, bitch. So he did the opposite of basically oh, the whole point. Oh, my God. And so she went on Twitter and was like, hey, hey, thanks for the credit. You can send my residual check or whatever to... And then he responded, was like, I'm so sorry. I told the producers it was you beforehand, oh, but then oh, I forgot really? when we were on the air. Liar. <laughs> and she's like, it, I'm a freelance writer. If you enjoy my writing, hire me. You know what I mean? Like to steal yeah. somebody else's work and not give them credit is pretty low. And I know that they at one point, they're writers as well. So I feel like you should... Oh, there's like a respect it, for the, the male the funny writers thing is, in their industry, but not the female writers. Did he really think okay. they wouldn't notice? The Rock had tweeted this link okay. out. Okay. So it's not like nobody had seen the article. It had already gone viral. What was he thinking? It was a bad move. Yeah, and it's not like you... Also, you could have picked any other guy if you wanted to make it a little more, you know, if you want to just... T- steal it with yeah, a twist. Steal it with, like, then be like, oh, I just came up with it. Whatever. But yeah. you use the same one. Come right. Come on. Yeah. But I really like that because it, I love it. it's something you can tell to people who are, are acting <sighs> like they're confused about it. Well, I'll tell you, I kind of got into it and then I had to just like take a step back this morning with my husband because we had, we had, we're having a bunch of, um, like contractors and we're doing a bunch of home remodeling and repairs and things like that. Yeah. And there's an an attitude and I almost can't describe it. It's just, I'm going to try. Yeah. But when two of the people in the conversation are males and it comes to, and it's a conversation about big decisions, whether it be like landscaping or plumbing or, you know, a, a big repair on the house or buying a car or you're at the bank or you're dealing with taxes that it's like, they're talking to each other and I'm a, what do you even call it? Do you, you know the feeling that, that this, I'm sure everybody else, all the women out there know this feeling where it feels like we're not part of somehow part of the decision-making circle. Like it's not a three-way conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way conversation that we just happen to be in the room for. And every now and then they'll look and go, honey, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Are you saying that the spouse does that or the worker? I think both unintentionally sometimes. That And I already, you know, I got all angry and I, I said, you know, I'm like, so are we making decisions? Like, what's happening? I just want to know because sometimes I feel like I'm at it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't even, nobody's making any decisions. And I was already mad about what I knew was inevitably going to happen, which is that there's going to be a conversation where I feel like that. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. So I go in already. It's yeah. kind of like how I go into Home Depot pissed off because <laughs> I know they're going to try to mansplain me something. And I'm like, I know where the plumbing stuff is. Yeah. You know, so. Right. So you have your defenses up. Yeah. And then... So I have to try to remember like not to be like that. Right. So I'm going to tell my husband that just re- pretend like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is helping you remodel the house. Like, yeah. not me. Would you make decisions without him? No, you would not. And you wouldn't be... Oh, oh! See? It works. Oh, okay. She's a genius. She's a genius. And Thank B. you. Clark. I'm just um, going to get a big life-size cutout of the rock's the, face and wear it over mine. The other thing that I think is genius is 
getting clothes sent to me that I can wear and send back. It's the most genius thing ever, and I love that service, and I'll never stop using it. Le Tote Forever. It's the best. It's amazing, and it's so convenient. Mm -hmm. You go on letote.com, and you can either let them style you, or you can pick out what you want, and then they send it to your house. You wear it a bunch of times or whatever, as much as you want, and then send it back. And then you get more stuff. Yes. So it's not like one box a month or anything like that. It's You can get hundreds of dollars worth of clothing from name brands like BCBG, Max's Area, Nike, Rebecca Minkoff, all month long. Perfect for maternity clothes. Yes. Really emphasizing that. And it's nice because you can try different styles that you wouldn't maybe want to commit to before mm-hmm, you tried mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and then decide if it's for you, if you like it, whatever. Um, and then if you like it. You can purchase it at a super amazing yeah. discounted price. Yeah, you can keep items for a discount if you want or send it back. Yeah, I yeah. fell in love with this jumper and I was like, ooh, I wonder how you much it was going to be. It. $28. Really? Yeah. It looked great on you. I know. I love it. I'm I know. obsessed. I know. I'm obsessed. Go to letote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started for as low as $39 a month. Enter promo code BRAINCANDY at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Choose between one or unlimited totes a month. Just wear what you want and return everything in the mail when you're done. It's that easy. Enter your code BRAINCANDY and feel fabulous with fashion delivered right to your door. Oh, go unlimited. You're yeah, I recommend that. Oh my god! Because it, I get. I mean, my money's worth for sure. Oh yeah, I get about four boxes a month. Me too. And it's earrings, belts. It's not just clothes. Mm-hmm. It's like all kinds of stuff. Great for special so handbags, even uh-huh. yep. scarves, whatevs. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. It's so great for special good. occasions mm-hmm. if you don't want to buy. Okay. Valentine's Day coming up. Great. Day. Now. Let's prepare for our psychic adventure. Yes. Oh, let me get my mind right. Down low from the Here's spirit. what we did. We put out a tweet and I said, would you like to be on the show? Yes. If so, leave your Skype handle or whatever. Um, and then we'll give you a buzz. And that's it. Like, we don't know mm-hmm. anything about mm-hmm. these people. Nothing. But here's the one thing that we do know. Okay. This is the one thing where I feel like... Where my mind's like, okay, well, well we I know they're like brainiacs. We know they're brainiacs. Okay, well, yeah, we knew that. Um, <laughs> we know that anybody who I, there's assumptions, I think, that you ha- that have to be made when you somebody's going to say that they're psychic and, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, you, you're. It's safe to assume that anybody calling in is going to be in the midst of either like a a dilemma or a challenge or a I crisis. Disagree. You think people just call? Psychics not, like not, for whatevs. <laughs> They're like not mm. not most psychics, but in this case, a lot of people would just want to talk to you because you're Sarah from the channel. Well, right. Uh, that's why I'm setting us up to oh. be like like okay. If this were a regular okay psychic, right. if you know, if I were, if I had a one eight hundred number, got it, got it, you know, got it, got it. yeah, then this they're probably going to be like tra- traumatized, you know, or whatever. So it would be easy to sense those kind of things, and I think that's where a lot of people who are who have, you know, are psychic start off on kind of like a, they already have tools in their toolbox or already start knowing something, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can, so, you know, but we don't have that edge. We don't have saying. that edge. Yes. I <laughs> don't are, have that edge. I'm just like a blind call. Is it their brainiacs? It's probably going to be a girl. Yep. And we'll just give them a ring a ding ding and see what happens. Okay. This could be 
your new career. We don't know. Or a total failure. <laughs> or I can like give her advice that then changes her life. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Ooh, okay. And if this is something you enjoy, well, maybe we could make this a segment. Who knows? Oh, Psychic Sarah gives <laughs> silly advice. Psychic Sarah. I love it. Okay. Let's call her now. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Let's just dive in and then I'll explain later. Sarah. Yes. You can, I'll leave it to you now, however you do this. Okay. It's so you. that was like my one thing. I'm like, okay, so it might be interesting because usually when somebody calls a psychic, they're in a place in their life where they need some sort of answers. I am at like a turning point. I just, I graduated college in May. So I just started like my career in like three months ago so i'm definitely at a transitional period all right so um let's see where should i even begin i'm getting from you wait i should say this like a psychic i'm getting <laughs> a download from the celestial spirit okay let <laughs> say you're somebody who is a go-getter and who's a really hard worker and you're somebody who maybe sacrifices their own needs to get the job done and maybe you Aww. feel a little overwhelmed at times because there's so much on your plate and there are so many things that you have to do or that, you know, so many changes coming and you're wondering what direction do I go in now? Do I take the easy route or is there another one that may be a little more challenging or maybe a little scarier? But it would require kind of a leap of faith. Is there anything in your life sounding kind of like that right now? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I definitely am not in the... I love what I do and I love the career path I'm on, but I definitely am working towards being kind of at a more elite level of what I'm doing. And so I definitely think that that makes sense. Like I really, I kind of am at the point since I'm just starting out where I'm like, okay, I could probably get by on just sort of putting in like, you know, just going to work and going through the motions kind of thing. Or I could really like get into it and really excel and be where I want to be in the future. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And I bet you're somebody who's fiercely independent and want to be the first in what you do and maybe enjoys taking a little bit of a risk. Yeah. Also like you're, I bet you're an enthusiastic leader, but maybe a little bit slower to follow somebody like following somebody or leading somebody. If somebody else is the, the leader, that role may be a little bit more difficult for you. And you want something where you can be the energetic leader. And, but then again, maybe you have some traits that are really good at being a leader because you can be pretty direct and blunt and honest. Are you somebody who's pretty honest and pretty direct with people? I definitely like to lead. And I think that's where I'm, feel most fulfilled when I'm like leading a group or, or whatever it may be. But I think I don't have the, I freak out if I'm not in control leadership quality. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the, what I'm picking up is that you should be in a position of leadership. That's fun. And Cause if you like doing it, yes, I love that. You're good at social. She's receptive. Yes. Yeah. You're like good at being in a group. You're mm -hmm. picking up on other people's feelings and other people, like how other people are doing, kind of like the balancer of emotions. And maybe even in your own family, you kind of are the mediator a little bit. Yeah. Like the glue that kind of holds everybody together. Does that sound like something? Yeah, that sounds super on point. I definitely 
I'm like in my friend group, I'm kind of the one that is just like, okay, let's keep it all even keel kind of thing. And even so like in my family a little bit. But then I want that kind of makes me wonder how that in turn affects you. And since you're always in the position of doing that, who's doing that for you? And maybe that could be a lot of um, feeling like you, that job is never really done. You always need to do it. And it can maybe be a little like when you have needs. Yeah, I think so. I think occasionally, like, I think sometimes um, when you're the one that like kind of balances the group, when you're unbalanced, you're like, wait, I, now someone needs to be the balancer. Mm -hmm. And what about relationships? Yeah, that's your job, Sarah. What are you picking up? (laughs) Oh, right. That's supposed to be what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm thinking, you know, maybe at this time in your life, you're kind of more focused on you and your own, like maybe moving work forward. I sense a longing. Either that or there's somebody in your life that's been very consistent. So there's not really a need to go and like seek out another relationship. It's either like consistency. Wait, so or you, you're just think told, she's single? Well, I would say either single and fine with it or in a long-term committed relationship. What are you? Okay, I'm single and fine with it. Psychic oh, Sarah. Wow. Feeling super psychic y. All right. This is a success. Well, I appreciate your willingness to tolerate this insanity. Well, thank you all so much. I appreciated talking with you. Put that good energy into, uh, you know, taking those risks and, like, don't be afraid to take that risk and be and step up and be the leader because that is the role that you're supposed to have. Thanks so much. Thanks. Oh, have Bye. a good night or day there. Bye. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, well... What do you, how do you think you did? I mean, there were a lot of things we got correct, but I think we proved one of the things that happened, I think proved, uh, um, something that I said earlier before we started and like kicking it off that even it, when we were wrong, yeah. I think whoever's on the other end, who's getting the reading wants so bad for the things that we said in the beginning to be true, that they will confirm even the things that are a little bit off and say, oh, I know what you were thinking with that. It must be this. We're, if it's she was rooting enough, you for us. Like, yes, yes, that's, it, that's what it is. And I feel like anybody who goes to a psychic is rooting for the psychic to be right. Yeah, but maybe. But we're like totally right. Well, especially it. if they're paying for it. Uh-huh. They don't want to think they're wasting their money. Uh, oh, really good point too. Oh man, I wonder, is there a scholarship on psychics? There, and there were a lot of, like, what do you mean? Like people who study them and... I would love well, to there's read that, Well, there's that guy, what's his name, who was really famous in the 80s, who had the, the how do you not know about this? Well, you have to... I know, I, I gave you no me- information. There were four words that I told you. <laughs> he was, he, he held that contest where he said, I'll give you a million dollars if you can correctly, I don't know what it was. 
And it started with, he put up $1,000 of his own money to begin with. And then it started to gain momentum. What were people oh guessing? Gosh, what was his name? And well, it, it was, I think it was like I cars. feel like I have to be a psychic right now to yeah. know what you're talking about. Okay, psychic test. Oh, what is his name? But, his name was... Mm. But he was trying to prove what? He was trying to basically debunk Oh, the, the amazing Randy? No. I think that is it. Randy's... Yes, it is it. He he's famous for trying to debunk like yeah, Yuri Geller. Yeah, that's him. And like the healers at churches. Randy, the amazing Randy. Yeah, is that him? Yes, the one million dollar paranormal challenge. Thank you. By James Randy, the Educational Foundation will pay out one million U.S. dollars to anyone who can demonstrate a supernatural or paranormal ability under agreed upon scientific yes. testing criteria. Yeah. Thank you, Susie, for knowing everything about everything. I saw it's, a documentary about him. He's so great. I asked for an interview, but he said no. Oh, It's funny, though, because I emailed the website that you just mentioned, his foundation. Mm-hmm. And, like, in, you know how normally you'd get back an email from, like, you know, info at whatever. I did, but it was, like, in all lowercase, and, like, clearly it was Randy writing me back. Oh, my god. You know, gosh. being like, Randy doesn't give interviews. <gasps> you know, like, but I was like, you're Randy. It was. But he is so oh cool gosh. because he's a magician, and mm-hmm. he loves magic, and he just believes that if you're a magician, you should just say that. That's what I'm saying. Not pretending that you're, you have these other gifts. That's like, what I'm and he went to to one of those churches where they do the healings, where people are like magically healed, mm-hmm. and he got a private investigator to figure out how they were doing it. It was awesome. And what? how are they doing it? Well, he was... Um, I love this. I love debunking stuff like this. He had... The, the preacher had somebody in another area that was getting names and addresses off people uh-huh. for, like, you know, the newsletter or whatever, but then telling the preacher, like, so-and-so from St. Louis is here because they have a leg injury. Uh-huh. And he'd be like, God's told me that so-and-so from St. Louis... And then, so that it seemed like he was hearing from God. Meanwhile, it was like, they just wrote it down on a piece of paper. And it's not to say that there aren't, this is the crazy part, because we know that the placebo effect works. So if you have somebody who wants so bad to believe that they are healed, like we know that the mind is such a powerful place. And we know that the, how strong the power of suggestion is. It's why hypnosis works. A lot of these kind of things work. I, I it could be beneficial, but you just have to call a spade a spade. I, you know, it's like everybody has to go in with the understanding. Well, the most- like, but then it won't work if you think that it's phony baloney. But if you believe it, then it will. Like, I feel like I could say, you know, my water bottle right here is filled with magical water. And if I told somebody that it was filled with magical water from the day they were born their whole life, and then they were struggling with something horrible, and I said, here this is the time for you to have that magical water. And they took a sip. I bet they would be able to have some positive uh, effects from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, you know, it's just my water bottle. Right. But, like, his sort of rival at the time, this was, like, in the 70s, I guess, was Yuri Geller, mm-hmm. who called himself, I think, like, a mystic or something. And um, he went... Uh, Yuri Geller went on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. With the bending spoon thing? Yeah. That's yeah. what he's famous for is the uh-huh, bending spoon uh-huh. thing. But he had wanted to do this trick, you know, this mind 
where he could control things with his mind. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to Yuri Geller, the amazing <gasps> Randy had gone to Johnny Carson and was like, hey, let me set it up for you so that, that he can't do the, the thing that he usually does wow. to rig it. And so on live TV, Yuri oh Geller can't do the trick because Randy has uh-huh. prevented the whatever it is that he had u- normally used to make the trick work. And Yuri was like, oh, there's bad energy in uh-huh. here. It's awesome. And it's all on, you know, YouTube. You wow. can watch it now because... But now Yuri Geller, who I interviewed on my old podcast, he goes by, um, he doesn't call himself that anymore. He calls himself like a mentalist. Yeah. You know, he had to change his name. They should call them that because that's what it is. They're tricks. Yeah. I, I asked him in the interview, I'm like, would you still say that, you know, it was just bad energy or do you think you were sabotaged? And he's like, I was sabotaged. Oh, so at least he's like yeah, kind of admitting yeah, it. Yeah. But wow. he, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, but... Yeah, I think you're right that she was rooting for us, but you did mm-hmm. get a lot of things right, Sarah. I don't, did. Don't deny that. And I think a lot of what I was just picking up on was body language. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. We could see her on Skype. Yeah. She couldn't see us because we look like garbage mm-hmm. at the moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you just, what it, do you think it would have been different if you couldn't see her? Mm, we no, should try that next you can time. Hear, maybe. You can still hear things in somebody's voice. Right. I think if you're just in tune with how people communicate, then you can pick up when they're excited, when they're sad, when there's longing in their voice, when there's unfinished business, things like that. Right. No well, more that I would do with a client who is seated across from me in a therapy session. True. That's a good point. It's not that dissimilar Mm-mm. to that. Um well, maybe we'll make it a segment then because I thought it was funny and great. Yeah. And interesting. It's always interesting to hear where people are in their lives and then to kind of... I mean, everything I said to her was true. Yeah. And I believed 100% of what I was... I wasn't like I was You were responsible any... with your powers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you feel in the moment like you were picking up any signals from the great beyond or whatever they call it? Only when we were talking about the relationship thing, about that being that somebody that she compares everybody else to, and some somebody that you he, felt like there was some spirit compares. told you more like there's some. I feel like he's longing for her, mm-hmm. and he's going to compare. It's going to be harder for her to move on, but I feel like her not moving on or not or comparing other people to this guy is only to protect his feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she's got to just put his feelings aside and say, do what's best for me and then understand he might have a broken heart for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. But a lot of guys do and the chick's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's only human. Right. She's a freaking gem. And she's a brain candy brainiac. So you already know she's awesome. Thank you to all of you guys that were willing to participate. We might call you next time. Yes. Next time, Psychic Sarah's here. Mm-hmm. And um, please don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes. We're trying to get a 1,000 reviews. Ooh, That's our yes. goal. 1, and um, tell a friend. We are trying to spread the word about the brain candy and need your help. Yeah, and then you can have somebody else to have a bunch of inside jokes with and laugh about and talk about. Like, sorry, Linda. Oh, come on. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.